0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to another episode of Crime of the Mitten. We're your hosts, Shelby and Alia. What better way to gush about crimes without raising eyebrows than to start a podcast on crimes committed in our home state, Michigan. From mysterious missing cases to gruesome murders that left police struggling to stay on the scene, We're giving you the complete insight on what's going on in our mitten state. If you need to satisfy your hunger for true crime cases as much as we do, tune in every Sunday
1: for your weekly dose of mitten crimes. This week's episode is a listener's choice. Once a month, Shelby and I pick an episode that you, the listeners, suggest for us. If there's a case you'd like to hear us discuss, go to our website at www.crimeminutemint.com and go to the contact us page and leave your suggestion. Our goal is to discuss each and every one of them. This month's listener's choice was selected by Autumn Temple: the Ipsilani Ripper, the Michigan Murder, the Coed Killer—all names from one man, John Norman Collins. Collins killed young women between the years of 1970 of 1967 and 1969 in the Ann Arbor and Ypsilanti area of southwest of southeastern Michigan young women between the ages of 13 and 21 he would abduct rape and beat them and then murder them wow. Mostly, all were killed by the, or killed the same way by stabbing or strangulation. With their bodies basically destroyed after death, then got rid of their bodies by dumping them within fifteen mile, within a fifteen mile radius of Washington, Washington County. John was born John Norman Chapman in 1947. He lived in Ontario, Canada, with his parents Richard and Loretta Chapman. Collins was the youngest child and had an older brother and an older sister. Chapman left his family while they while. Chapman left his family while John was still a cha- he was still a toddler. His mother soon remarried, but that marriage ended as well. His mother packed up her three children and moved to Centerline, Michigan. There, Loretta met her next husband, William Collins, and he adopted the three children.
0: Oh, that was nice of him.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's where the name change came from. William Collins was abusive, and the couple got a divorce. Oh,
0: never mind. That right. escalated quick.
1: <laughs> and they divorced after five years. He was known to be, or John was known to be torturous to animals and told his friends that he strangled a cat. About oh, this, how he strangled the cat.
0: That's stuff that you go around and tell your friends? hmm Wow. He, if he's just blabbing about this, that's like sign number one. The parents, like... This is wrong.
1: Yeah, you know that cat that roams around the school. Not anymore.
0: <laughs> He's like, don't worry, he is not a problem
1: anymore. John was a, was smart and played lots of sports. He was a good student at Saint Clement Catholic School, described and described as quiet, polite, and respectful. But his girlfriend said he was angry a lot and sexually aggressive. After graduating in 1965, he went to Eastern Michigan University Eastern Michigan University in Ypsilanti, Michigan. His sophomore year to study early childhood to study childhood education and was in a fraternity, but he was forced to leave for stealing.
0: <laughs> okay. He doesn't have a really good rap sheet already. No. He's like a person. <laughs> <laughs>
1: John Cotlin's crime spree started while he was living in Ypsilanti. His first victim was 19-year-old Eastern Michigan student Mary Fleazar. She was only 5'2 and a little over 100 pounds. Fleazar went for a walk at 9 p.m. on the night of July 9, 1967 because her room was so hot. A few people admitted to seeing Mary that night. A man sitting on his porch said he saw her walking and a man pull up on the side of her driving in a bluish-gray-colored car. Mary shook her head no to whatever the guy had been asking to her and kept going, but the guy kept coming back, each and each time she was seen shaking her head no after the two talked for a second. He last saw Mary when she turned the corner to continue her walk. Her roommate called the police when she didn't return that night. Mary Fleazar's body was found on August seventh, decomposing, and on an abandoned farm, a few miles from where she went missing. Wow. Two guys were walk were working on the field when they heard a car door slam and a car start. When they went over to see what was going on, they noticed the body, but didn't realize it was a human body because mm-hmm. she was so badly decomposed. After they realized it was human, they called the police. And they quickly arrived and found the clothes that the Fleasar family had identified as Mary's. The body was identified as Mary by dental records. Her body was found nude with about 30 stab wounds. A part of one arm and the fingers from the other hand were missing.
0: That's like, that's overkill. 30 times? Yes. it's excessive. You could, like. How do You have that much energy, like just
1: all of that. Yeah, her feet were cut off as well. Her body had been moved several times. When the boys heard the car, it was possible that he was just coming back to visit the body.
0: Wow! So, like, they literally would—they were like that close to to
1: actually seeing to him. actually
0: seeing him. If they like heard the car door like close, that's that's pretty close.
1: Extremely. Two days after her remains had been identified, a young man showed up to the funeral home asking permission to take pictures of Mary's body.
0: Cuz that's not suspicious at all. At all.
1: But the workers didn't allow him to. Employees at the funeral home could not offer a, any clear description of the weird man besides the fact that he had a bluish-gray car.
0: So it could have been like it's the, like around the same car that mm-hmm. was that the other two guys had spotted. So yeah, that
1: or that the guy sitting on his porch. Red flag. <laughs> he didn't strike again for a whole year. Joan Shell was a twenty was a twenty year old EMU student. Last seen hitchhiking on June thirtieth, nineteen sixty eight, in front of the student union because she had missed the bus to Ann Arbor that she was taking to go visit her boyfriend. She was seen getting into a car with three men. On July 6, 1968, she had been found dead in Ann Arbor. She had been stabbed at least 25 times. And I saw a few different articles that told, that had different amounts of stab wounds, but Mm -hmm. it was at least 25. Right.
0: But even still, 25 is still
1: overkill. A lot. Yeah. Joan had also been raped, and her clothes were wrapped around her neck. She. That's that's
0: weird. Like, okay.
1: Shell <laughs> was found in Plymouth, Michigan. She had just moved into a house on Emmett Street in Ypsilanti. She was last seen on July 1st with Norman, with John Norman Collins. Collins was living directly across the street from her on Emmett Street.
0: Also someone like actually seen them two together, like seeing her with him last. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then the thing is, it seems like he has a thing for summertime. All these so far, like, they're June, July-ish. They all yeah, seem to be, like, a summertime a, thing. But like, a year apart. But yeah, but it's summer. still in the summer.
1: When questioned, Colin said he never knew Joan and claimed he was with with his mama at her house on Center, in Line, Michigan at the time. Police believed him and just left it at that.
0: Even though someone said that so they just took his word
1: yeah they just left it like oh okay sure you're with your mom and i was kind of police question. work is this it that was just the um the emu police like the okay campus the campus,
0: yeah okay now nah, it makes sense but you know when what they should
1: have like, gone further because this is something dead.
0: serious yeah Wayne State, please don't play. <laughs> this could not be Wayne State.
1: Wayne State police be all over downtown. I know.
0: They, look, my job says call Wayne State when we in trouble. Like, don't call the actual police because no, they like I they'll take forever. Down
1: there, they said always call Wayne State because mm-hmm. Detroit police take forever. Yeah, Wayne State. They,
0: they need to get on Wayne State level, <laughs> but they should have been on that State level.
1: Be everywhere, right? Yeah, we were definitely told to call Wayne State before we call Detroit, right? <laughs> In late March 1969, not quite a year after Joan Schell had been murdered, Jane Mixer went missing after posting on the the University of Michigan school bulletin that she was in need of a ride home to Muskegon. The trip was to tell her family about her engagement and move to New York City. Jane never made it to Muskegon. She was discovered in Denton Cemetery, just off Michigan Avenue, a few miles east of Ypsilanti and Wayne County. Her shoes and a book titled Catch-22 were placed at her side. An autopsy showed that Mixer had been shot twice in the head with a twenty two caliber pistol, then strangled with ni- ni- nylon stockings that didn't even belong to her.
0: Which could have been one of the... Like, another, a other. previous victim mm-hmm. of his.
1: And he was a thief, so.
0: Yeah, so he could have <laughs> stole him.
1: But that's different, steals. so did
0: he stab her? He didn't? Did, um, like, because it seemed like that would be, like, that's.
1: Nope, she was shot.
0: Because, I mean, like, because that's different, like, from mm-hmm. then the other two. Like, is he, like, trying to throw off the pattern? I don't know. Like, that's weird.
1: Um... The pathologist also said that Mixer had not been sexually assaulted, and the murder had occurred around 3 a.m. on March 21st. She had not been killed at the location where her body was found, and she was supposed to have met with a guy named David Johnson. He was supposed to give her a ride home, but David was never found during the investigation. Her death was thought to be related to the homicides by Collins in 2005. 62-year-old Gary. Letterman was convicted of the murder of, of the death of Jane Mixer. Mm. So it fit in with theirs, but like you said, it was different because she was yeah. shot and not stabbed and all that. So they realized that it wasn't even him who did it, but it just fit that time it did. frame. Yeah,
0: because it seemed like everybody was just like it was like it's, it's dropping and stuff and like out of college. Because mm-hmm. that's weird. I'm like, I hope they don't really pursue like that. Could have been like, like you know, like that mm-hmm. could have been connected because it seems so off.
1: Yeah, and you know what's crazy? I was at the doctor yesterday, and I was telling my doctor about all of this. And she was like, you know what's weird? My mom let me move to Detroit to go to school, and I lived in Detroit. I was staying on campus in Detroit. And then I told her, like, hey, I'm going to Ann Arbor to visit my boyfriend. She was like, no, you're not. Like, what do you mean? You always (laughs) let me visit. Like, no. You got, like, I'd rather send you guys to New York than you go to Ann Arbor. Mm. So... Her mom around, wouldn't let her go to We didn't even let
0: her come around. Wow.
1: So they took a trip to New York for break instead of her going up there. To visit I mean, her. I would take that, though. Right. You know,
0: I'm not complaining. <laughs> I'm not turning nothing down with my collar. Like, okay, <laughs> let's go to New York. There's nothing here anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. We'll stay in Harvard
0: or Really.
1: <laughs> the first few murders happened years apart. The next few were not like that and collins began to pick up the pace in his murder spree just days later on march 24th 1969 maryland's skeleton was missing while hitchhiking like i said in the episode a few weeks back when i did the oakland county um child killer hitchhiking was normal back then for like teenagers and, stu- and stuff yeah it so, seemed to
0: be like a pretty
1: yeah that's just with go-to
0: NBA. thing like that was like their uber yeah. <laughs> Back then, it was like a untra- an untracked, untracked <laughs> Uber.
1: <laughs> Marilyn was a 16-year-old girl in a high school dropout from Romulus. She was found dead the next day. Her body had been badly beaten and looked to have been beaten with a belt with a huge buckle. Her skull, skull was cracked and her body was found nude and she had been molested. a tree branch was stuck in her vagina, and that's just stuck and oh and a um a rag was stuffed into her mouth. That's
0: very expressive, yeah, that's extreme. It her- seems like like it's like the fact that they were speeding up, you're getting bold, and then yeah. the fact that you're doing all this is like what Come is on. what is what triggered all that?
1: I mean, he did have a pretty messed up childhood. He had three parents by the, or three dads by the age of nine. Yeah, so all of them were abusive. All of them were alcoholics. That doesn't like justify anything. He yeah, did, but, but you can see, you see. yeah,
0: it wasn't a walk in a park.
1: Not at all. And then he was moved from a, to a whole nother country at a young age. Like his life was just yeah, that all is over true.
0: That's a that's that's extreme. That's a, I mean, it's a lot going on.
1: Still doesn't justify all. Doesn't this, at all because I mean, lot. like.
0: People do things like you have military kids who travel, like who move constantly and, you know, things like that. It's not an excuse.
1: Her body was found by a farmer working on the same field that Mary Fleasart was found on. As the farmer was walking through, he stumbled over her body. Marilyn hung out at the apartment next door to where Colin spent a lot of time where one of his friends lived. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah, so they were all, like, in, like, close range. Right. About three weeks later, on April 15th, 1969, 13-year-old Dawn Basom was found dead by strangulation after disappearing the night before. She was last seen walking down a dirt road where Collins rode his motorcycle on a daily basis. Dawn had been raped, stabbed, and strangled with a black cord. That's, that's... Just
0: once, again. it's just like it's a. He just does a lot, and then it's like if you're doing this in like places where people seem to know, like mm-hmm. this is something this you daily go, you go to. Like if some, if they say like this is where he he rode his motorcycle daily, people see you people often see doing you. this. Like so, you just every scene just seems to be closely. It's just, just ironic, Close like you know, it's just working out that it's just always in familiar places for you.
1: Right. <laughs> she was naked, and her breasts were almost completely cut off. Like the other few girls, there was something stuffed in her mouth. Dawn hadn't returned home after visiting a home near EMU campus. The sheriff working on her case widened the search in her clothes when her clothes weren't found in the same area as her body. They were later found in a basement of a farmhouse near her home. Mm. They found her blouse, orange sweater, and the same cord that was used to strangle her as well as fresh blood police came to the conclusion that she was killed in the farmhouse and later moved to the side of the road on June 9, 1969 a 23 year old university of Michigan graduate Alice Alice uh, Callum was found in a field with her throat cut stabbed wounds, and a gunshot to the head She was found by three teenage boys walking by an abandoned barn. Witnesses say that Alice had attended a party in Ann Arbor on June 7th and was seen dancing with a young man with long hair. Alice had been shot in the head, stabbed, and her throat was slit. She had been raped and found nude. A piece of her shirt had been cut off and wrapped around her head, and her clothes were found in the same area as her body. So it's like
0: he's possibly stripping, he's stripping them down and just, like, leaving the clothes right next to them. Yeah. It's asshole thing to do. It's a, it's a I mean, yeah. it's messed up what you're doing all around, though, but, like, you're leaving them naked. is like you're trying to humiliate them.
1: Yeah. One more time. basically. Soon after Alice was found, a task force was set up, and it it took six murders before the task force happened. When you think about it, the first three were like so spread out; they mm-hmm. didn't really think it was all the same person. Yeah, but after they start happening like one after the other, mm-hmm. that's when they just like, okay, this all has to be the same person. Yeah, to, this like, is something. Put and everybody then, together. And it seemed like it. he was
0: like he was like going on like a a spree mm-hmm. at this point. Like he's they're a lot more often than a year. He they were going from a year apart to what like. Months, 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 and weeks apart. Now it's great. Like, yeah, no, because I'm. It's sad sometimes though when it takes them this long to like form task force mm-hmm. on stuff like this though because it's like, just, especially just if work. like when you start getting all this information of like he was picking them up from like his normal routes and stuff. Yeah, so. they were
1: in places key seen. Mm-hmm. The people in the area raised money to hire a fake a famous psychic. Peter Her- Herkos. He helped the police quite in quite a few cases and some information he gave on the co- co-ed murders, but also gave some useless, unhelpful leads that sent the investigators in the wrong direction.
0: Oh, that's great. <laughs> Ends <All> sarcasm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> on June 23rd,
1: 1969, a missing persons report was filed for 18-year-old Karen Sue Benaman. To the Eastern Michigan University police. The freshman did not return to her room that night. Karen was scheduled to pick up a wig from downtown where she was last seen. The worker at the wig shop said she was there earlier in the day and had left on the back of a young man's blue motorcycle. Three days later, almost two years to the date of the first victim, Mary Fleasar, disappeared, Karen was found. Mm. a doctor and his wife were in the area walking in the wooded area when they found her lifeless body. She had been beaten, strangled, and raped. Her underwear was stuffed in her mouth, and human hair clippings were found in the underwear.
0: I'm just, like, it's really sad, but it's, it, it is. And I'm like, you know the main thing that's popping in my head right now? She didn't even get to wear her party cap. <laughs> like, she didn't even probably get to put the wig on. <laughs> she got on, the
1: wig and didn't even got to get, even get chance to wear it. When, and it was like actual hair clippings, not like a strand of hair, like hair clippings. Mm. When the sheriff heard about the case, he went, he didn't want to inform the information to get out to the public. He wanted to keep it a secret to see if the killer would return back to visit the body like he had done with the others. Right. Officers put a mannequin in the spot where Karen had been found and had a stakeout in the area to see if he returned. Around midnight a male was walking walking down Riverside Drive where she had been found. It was raining so it was strange for someone to be out walking, especially that late night at night in that area. Right. When the man entered the area, the detectives felt they had their guy. They he was so close to the mannequin but didn't touch it. When the man realized that it wasn't Benjamin's body, he ran through the woods with the detectives not far behind. The detectives searched for the suspect, but they had lost him because it was so dark and with the rain, Mm -hmm. detectives weren't able to get a description of the man.
0: Wow, and that most likely they were that close to catching him at that point. That's frustrating. Very.
1: (laughs) Campus police Larry Mathewson was the officer who brought everyone's attention to John Collins. In the case of John Shell, he was the officer who questioned Collins when he said he was at his mom's house that night she went missing. Mm-hmm. Matthewson said the picture of Collins to the showed the picture of Collins to the wig store clerk and the other witness that was in the store at the time Karen was there. Both witnesses said that Collins was the guy they saw when investigators went to question him after that they didn't have enough evidence to hold him they went to him too early and they should have waited to build up the case before question him
0: right cuz now he's on to you guys right. like he's if he's like was it wasn't going to slow down before he is now he
1: is now john's roommate said that after the questioning he began to take stuff from their home things like women's clothing shoes and purses and just random woman things
0: Mm. So he also cleaned you, these things are for you or <laughs> and then if they're for your girlfriend I'm a little like she should be offended
1: Thank you are wow, just throwing away my stuff right like just clean out his car like things he has stolen things that he had just simply got off of his victims mm-hmm. John had been house sitting for his uncle state police sergeant David like and his family while they were out on while they were out of town When they returned home and he went back to work, he found that his nephew was the prime suspect of the murders. He didn't want to believe it. He didn't want to believe it was true. David Light was in his basement where John had been and discovered what looked like blood. He had an analysis come to work, come into his home to check it out, but it turned out not to be blood. While they were searching the basement, they found hair clippings, but later discovered that it came from Mrs. Light cutting the children's hair. Although that was proven that the hair belonged to the children, it was the hair that was found in Karen's underwear. Mm,
0: so they were still able to connect him to mm-hmm. that.
1: As they continued the search of the basement, they found actual human blood. But because it was the 60s, there was not much that could be done with that piece of evidence. Mm. After the search, they went back to John Colin john collins and told them what they found he continued denying ever knowing or being around karen because they had the hair clipping and the eyewitnesses from the wig shop they were able to arrest him john cleaned out his car but they still found blood around the front seat that was the same blood type as alice not only did they find the blood but they also found the Some material that matched the belt that was tied around a young girl's neck all the way in California. So everything is,
0: like, starting to piece together Mm now.
1: This girl was, she lived in California. So Roxy Phillips was a 17-year-old girl from Salinas, California. She went missing on June 30th, 1969. She was going out to get to mail a letter and out with a friend. Her body was found on July 13th by some boys looking for fossils. She was new and badly decomposed, with red, and wh- with a red and white cotton belt wrapped around her neck. Where Roxy's body was found, there was a lot of poison oak. John was point was t- treated for poison oak
0: mm. in
1: California within that same time frame. Roxy's friend said that Roxy told her that she met a man named John who attended school in Michigan.
0: So it's like. Once again, it's like
1: everything is just piecing itself. Everything's together. Everything's
0: piecing itself together, and it's like the whole nice. time he was really not doing a good job of covering <laughs> anything up. When like, you look, he made at, it
1: so far, but he still wasn't doing a good job.
0: Yeah, not like, but it was really just the fact that like no one like like he had after, enough evidence, yeah, to, get to him go foot. against him. But it's like one little tip off, and it's like they're just finding like they hit the
1: everything.
0: Yeah, the jackpot.
1: The trial against John Norman Collins of the murder of Karen Sue Benaman began in Washington County Court Building in Ann Arbor on June 2nd, 1970, before Judge John Conlon. Collins chose to testify in his own defense after being advised by his lawyer or chose not to testify in his own defense after being advised by his lawyer. Jao was only charged with the murder of Karen Benjamin because they had direct evidence of him Mm -hmm. in a specific case. Even though the patterns like connected him to the other and like the locations and stuff, it just wasn't enough evidence to hold him for all of them. And they were afraid if they tried to charge him for all of those, they would lose lose it completely.
0: And you can't try it again Mm -hmm. on just that separate one.
1: Right. Yes, I
0: see what they're doing.
1: Um. They had the hair clippings, the eyewitnesses, and the blood that matched Karen's blood type that was found in his car. They knew that she had left the wig shop on the back of his motorcycle around noon, and the time of death they calculated was around 3 p.m. Investigators had evidence that Karen was in the leaks basement at some point in the day where John was staying at the time. John's Collin- John Collins' lawyers tried to get everything thrown out, and came up with an alibi for John or tried to come up with alibi uh, alibi for John. But because there was so many women that claimed John tried to pick them up around the same time on the back mm-hmm. of his motorcycle. It's really hard to there was Unless there his was no unless he was
0: in like a little bug, like little June bug car that you ride on the motorcycles next to him, you were not with him.
1: <laughs> right. Um, John's roommate testified against him, telling them about all the women's items that John got rid of after the first questioning. He also tried talking to his roommate until making up an alibi for him as well. After 17 days and 57 witnesses, on August 19, 1970, John Norman Collins was found guilty of first-degree murder. At the sentence hearing, Collins was allowed to talk, and he denied ever-knowing Karen Sue Benjamin. And claimed that he was innocent and basically said things were just blown out of proportion.
0: So to the end, he's just like, yeah, I, didn't I didn't do it. it.
1: I do not even know her. The thing you can do is just take far.
0: responsibility. And saying taking it too far, they literally, like, do you not know that? You could have been treated. Like, we connected you to more. Like, it's like you, the fact that, like, you were really sloppy with this. It, so right. it's not like you were, no, don't. That's offensive, especially to like the families and stuff like that. It's like take responsibility. Yeah, take responsibility. Like it
1: already doesn't help that he wasn't tried for everyone else. Right. But then you're still going to deny it. The
0: least you can do is just own up to it.
1: He was sentenced to life in prison at Southern Michigan State Prison with a minimum of 20 years. He went through. He went through three appeals and even changed his last name to Chapman, his original last name, to try to get a transfer to Canada. Wait, so
0: he thought that if he changed his last name, he was like, yeah, I'm good. Nah, just, they, they just they're not going to take g- me
1: to Canada because that was my last name in Canada. That
0: What kind of reasoning is that? <laughs>
1: That's what he thought, but okay. Canada wouldn't take him. <laughs> he, he wanted to go to Canada because he would have been eligible p- p- for parole in 15 years instead of 20 mm. years, but... It didn't help. I don't think and so, buddy. And he even tried to tunnel himself out of prison. Like, he was really trying to get out. Like, he just...
0: El Chapo style. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the state of California declined to extradite John for trial for the murder of Roxy Phillips. They had all the evidence and the fact that he was treated for poison oak around the same time as that her body was found in the field for po- uh, field of poison oak that they had the testimony from Roxy's friend as well of as, as well as the belt that was wrapped around her neck and the pieces that were in his car. They were just choosing not or they just chose not to seeing that he already had life. Right. There's no point of keeping of it. Of keeping it, yeah. Yeah. So he is still in prison.
0: As he should be. Yeah. Because like the first victims alone, like, it was just, it, it was, everything was just extreme, extreme with this guy. Everything was an extreme, like, how, like, the stabbing, the the amount of times, it was, that's, that's excessive. Thank goodness they, like, they got him. It is not like one of those cases where, like, you know, 50 years down the line, they're like, oh, no, we finally found now. him. Yeah, like, after he's all, he's already an old shriveled up man who mm-hmm. got, like, two days to be dust. Well, we made it through that episode with sore throats and
1: yeah. I mean, you got it worse than me, but I know I
0: I sound like like what Barry White over here, (laughs) (laughs) like sound like I'm at the uh, the Key Sweat Hotel, whatever that thing is called. Like, my voice sounds horrible.
1: (laughs) All right, so you doing the question this week or me? You are. I did it last week. You're right. Mm -hmm. It is on
0: you. Did you get the three thousand <laughs> questions? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so
1: we accidentally brought the wrong book. Yeah. And We had two thousand questions.
0: Although I said that was fine.
1: <laughs> we'll bring it. now. I'll bring it. I honestly forgot it, so I'm looking online again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just randomly pick one. Like one, two, three. Any, mini mm-hmm. my, me, Well, I kind of don't want to say that because they're really like serious question, serious question, yeah. light like one, serious gonna question, gonna serious question, light. Like, serious question that we
1: can't answer on the spot. I know. So you know, figure it out. Don't look at me. Look at
0: the paper. <laughs> I really woke up this morning. I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna be able to talk because I like it was really like, a, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is bad. I'm on my second. I'm on my second cup of tea now.
1: Oh well, since we're talking about tea, do you know what the, what an Arnold Palmer is, and if so, do you like it?
0: No. What is that? Um, Half tea, half lemonade. Oh, oh, wow. Why did
1: you say half tea, half lemonade? Because it asked, did you know what Arnold, Arnold Palmer is?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. I mean, I got nothing against it.
1: <laughs> That's what I get from Starbucks to keep me alive. A Trenta black tea lemonade with the classic. It's excessive, but I put like eight pumps of classic.
0: This is what away. happens when you but have,
1: like, to, like, I split it. Be- I don't drink it all in one day, but I split it over, like, two to three days. Just this is so what I happens I when you know back. someone
0: at work at Starbucks, because I was like, you, you got to write that one down. I'm going to try that one. Black tea keeps me up, so
1: yeah, it's, that's what I'm it's drinking amazing. now. But you got to get more tea than lemonade to, like, mm-hmm. for it to really kick. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: I like that question. Now, that it's, was a pretty working simple at Starbucks
1: one. Starbucks was a lot of experimentation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like that question. That one was easy.
1: We yeah. were talking about tea, so and we're drinking tea. And we're so. drinking
0: a lot of tea, which, by the way, our cups are so cute.
1: Thank you.
0: You did a really good job on them. I'm like really proud of you.
1: So I posted in the story, the video, as I was making them, but I never actually posted a picture of the cups, so we'll do that today. Oh, yeah. Okay, today we'll do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, We have a lot of other stuff to post today, but... I like this listener choice. Like, I like the fact. Because that was a good one. I don't think that was on either one of our lists beforehand. No, it wasn't. So, no, that's cool. I like that one. So, let's Thanks, see. Autumn. Yeah. Thank you so much, Autumn. Woo woo. <laughs> you the best. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to you. But, yeah. So, next month we'll see. I think we already got the listener choice for next month. But, and you guys. It'll be your turn. Yep. You guys keep sending in um suggestions. And we will try to get them all covered.
1: Thank you for listening to Crime in the Mitten. You can find the transcript, pictures we've discussed, and the links to all of our references on our website at www.crimeminthemitten.com. There you can also find the links to our social media. If you have a case you'd like us to discuss, go to the go to the contact us page of the website and leave a suggestion. Each month, we'll choose one of one suggestion for an episode.